Welcome to another edition of Canton Bound, the NFL half of our Campus to Canton podcast here. As always, I'm Colin. And this is Austin. And we are back after a short hiatus for the holidays here. Some of us a little longer of a hiatus than others, but that's okay. No judgment here. It's the holidays. Uh, what? How was uh, how were your holidays? You. My, my hiatus was longer? I'm sorry. Well, um, you... I mean, kind of. You you came back for one episode and then you were out. You know, that's true. You're out before that. But. Just gallivanting across the countryside. My holiday yeah. was was great, Colin. How was yours? You, did Santa bring you everything you wanted this year? He did. He did. Um, and my brother probably wins best gift. He bought me like one of those like huge like nice Yeti coolers. Oh damn! Wow. Yeah, I know. Selfish son of a bitch. I didn't even get him something half that nice. I looked like a jerk. Yeah, seriously. Man, that's <laughs> well now you know that he likes you, you know, four hundred dollars worth or whatever. And damn. Yeah, yeah. And that's uh we're not gonna get into in, into how much I spent, but I got him um the main gift was uh Hershey Bears hockey tickets for him and, and the family. So we'll nice. go we'll go see one of those. And it's the Hershey Park pass night, so really two gifts in one. Wow. So wait, is Hershey Parks open for it? No. So you get uh, a one ticket to. So if you go to that game, you also oh, get a ticket to Hershey Park. Okay. You can use it. I, mean, I was going to say, like, summer. what do you ride in February or whatever at the Hershey or at Hershey storm Park? Like, runner I bet in the middle nothing's of, open in the middle of an ice storm. For the, for anybody that does not know about Hershey Park, yeah, pretty pretty big uh, amusement park out here. Lots of good good rides and stuff. But they're yeah. obviously not going to be open. Uh, in the winter in the right. winter yes right but um yeah you what was uh what was your big gift i got a lot of cool stuff um some stuff for the studio I, no one is watching right now we're going to be live i guess we can just say that now while i'm talking about this we're going to yeah. do campus life next week live um so that we can give away the jerry judy jersey that we've been hyping for about a month <laughs> kept saying yeah. we're going to do it we're going to do it um and that is for anybody that has signed up for prize picks using our promo code C2C uh, and deposited at least $20 um, in addition to getting your year-long membership with us and in addition to you winning a lot of money on prize picks because we tell you what to play, uh, you also are, are entered to win the Jerry Judy jersey. So um, we're giving that away. So I'm getting the studio all set up here behind me. Got, got some stuff for that. I um the weird so I got a weird thing that everyone probably thinks is 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 weird, but it's not. Um, I drink all of my beverages except for like beer and stuff like ice cold. Like if I like I have like a, a reusable water bottle, I jam that thing full of ice every time I fill it up. Like I just love ice cold drinks. Um, but our fridge room temperature not, is for peasants. Yeah, for, exactly. It's like if I wanted to drink room temperature water, I would have lived in the fifteen hundreds. Um. <laughs> So, uh, but I have to hand make it. Our fridge does not make it. So my wife brought me like an, an, an automatic uh, ice maker. So that's, oh, that's a okay. good one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah nice. So, nice. yeah. Some stuff for the home gym. Stop being fat in the new year, maybe. So. Oh, yeah. I saw you posted in the Slack. You're going to be uh, more more jacked than Felix at the next expo, right? Not that hard if we're being honest, but um, <laughs> yeah. So, well, uh, on that front, um, my so we switched offices my office my company has two office two campuses um, we're moving from one to the other my division and the gym at the new one that i'm at has two peloton bikes and a peloton treadmill so, oh very nice yeah, i'm very excited for that 
I wrote it once this week. Um, that was uh, was pretty exciting. But we'll uh, enough of the uh, of of our holidays here. We hope everybody else listening had some some nice holidays as well. I hope you guys didn't miss us too much. Uh, but we will uh, we'll get into some news here. But first, this podcast is part of the Fantasy Points Media Group along with a ton of other great pods, including the True North Fantasy Podcast, the Play to Win Podcast, Dynasty Happy Hour, Injury Prone Podcast with Dr. Edwin Porras, Dynasty Vipers, The Smoke Show, The Triple Play Fantasy Football Show, and the Fantasy Points Podcast. You can follow them all on Twitter at Fantasy Points Live or check out the Friday drops that recap the week in the Fantasy Points Media Group. Um, first news segment we got here... Um, little sad uh, r.i.p john madden legend of the game um really the voice of uh voice of a generation for for football multiple generations probably um but uh yeah i just wanted to start out with a little r.i.p there you, you play the madden games yeah i played a couple of them i had madden 2000 i believe was my first one Ooh. for the original playstation that eddie I george re- I think so. Yeah, I really liked to use the Rams, who at that time were obviously the um, um, greatest show on turf. Yes, thank you. And I would just like in that game, sweeps were so broken. Mm. I would just, just run like 40 sweeps a game with Marshall Folk. Like that's all I did. Um, and then occasionally try to hit one of Tory Holder, Isaac Bruce deep. Um, so nice. that, that was like my first foray. And I only played a couple after that. I'm not really that big into football um, video games too much like i much prefer like fifa or some of those other ones but uh, were you a big madden guy i don't i can't yeah. picture you being a huge madden guy really yeah yeah i was a big madden guy um i i played like a couple of like the early ones like 2000 um 2003 i think was with ray lewis on the cover but the one that i really got into is 2004 with mike vick on the cover that's part of uh of course part of why i became a falcons fan is because i really got into it at that at that uh at that time and then i had the the one after that 2005 with uh donovan mcnab on it was probably one of my favorites i really liked the um their like cr- not the create a player but like their like story mode one you could like pick your parents and their traits and that like, yeah I, I had that yours. one as well i actually. liked that that was a lot yeah. of fun is that the um, one with, who was on the front of that one sean alexander no i think that one was mcnab okay a lot but, of great players on the front Donovan yes. McNabb. Well, actually, go. maybe it was, maybe that one was the Madden 2007. I think it, Alexander was on the front in 05, but the one where you could like do you pick your parents thing was in, I think it was maybe like 07. Gotcha. Gotcha. But, but yeah, no, I was a big Madden guy. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I was actually really funny. Yeah, I guess. I was talking <laughs> to someone the other day about this and I was like, is John Madden like even like still alive? Like, I honestly, we haven't heard from him in years. I've heard mm-hmm. that he was not doing well. Mm-hmm. so i mean i guess it's not that surprising but it was, it was definitely a bummer i actually went uh yesterday and sat down and watched that all madden documentary oh okay I haven't that's that on yet. peacock right now it's really mm-hmm. good it was i don't know when they filmed it exactly john madden was still like puttering around so uh it was probably at least five to ten years ago but they had like a ton like lawrence taylor's on it bill parcells uh lamar jackson patrick mahomes so i actually know oh. it probably was in the past couple of years and madden mm-hmm. seemed actually looked decent in it um but it was just like all over like his whole career and how he got into broadcasting. It was and, and you know the, the the rise of the Madden franchises. It was definitely good. I mean, not a lot of new information, but definitely mm-hmm. you know as somebody that wasn't around when he was coaching, 
um, just kind of interesting to see, you know, uh, that whole progression from from coach to uh, uh, broadcaster up in the booth. Nice. Yeah, I, uh, I I have not seen that one yet. It's definitely on my list to watch. Um, I, I recommend it. It's good. Entertaining. Okay. It's, it's a little over an hour, so it's not uh, too much of your time. Not bad. Nice. Um, well, we'll uh, we'll move off of that one. Um, again, RIP John Madden. Um, next bit of news here. All signs point to uh, Monday Night Football this week being Big Ben's last regular season home game at uh, Heinz Field. Um, how uh, how are you feeling about that one? Uh, good riddance. I have. It's been about <laughs> 15 years of not particularly liking the man. Um, that being said, obviously one of the greatest players in Pittsburgh sports history, and I do kind of wish that I was going to be at the game. Um, I'm sure ticket prices uh, are through the roof uh, now that this news is basically officially Mm -hmm. out there. Um, But it's going to be cold and shitty. And I've done that too many times. not going to go watch a bad Steelers team in the cold. Um, So, yeah, we'll see what we find in terms of replacements. But uh, it's it's time. So probably probably hung on a little too long there, Ben. That's yeah, that's fair. Um, So future of the Steelers here. Um, at the quarterback position, you thinking you guys draft somebody this year? Uh, is it more like a free agent thing? Are you rolling out Mason Rudolph? I have zero idea, and I think anybody, even like that, fought like is a beat writer for the Steelers. Like th- nobody knows what they're going to do. I don't think they know what they're going to do yet. Um, I think they will shop around, see what they can find on the trade market, and if they can't find anything, then they'll draft somebody. I had to guess. You. They're not opposed to trading up. They've done it a couple times with Kevin Colbert there, and they won't have to trade up far. I don't think we make the playoffs. Um, so I don't think they'll have to move up a ton, but they've moved up. They moved up for um, Troy Polamalu, uh, Devin Bush, the, a couple other guys. So um, that's within the realm of possibility, even though they don't do it that often. Interesting. Interesting. And then that's obviously going to impact all of the skill position players. Probably Najee's the safest um i think deontay johnson's probably the most volatile out of the out of the group there out of the skill position players i don't know i feel like he'll still get the volume no matter what i i think claypool might be the most volatile mm-hmm. i think if you if they if they don't really solve the problem year one you basically get an or like next year you basically get another year of the same exact thing you got from chase claypool this year which was essentially not very good um certainly not what you thought you were getting uh if you were drafting him at his his cost this past offseason um i do think juju's probably gone so that's at least you know one fewer person to feed but i mean the, the cupboard is yeah. still very full of the skill positions there I and mean, pat fry yeah. is a very good player claypool uh deontay johnson Najee harris like that that's a skill group that i'd put up against a large portion of the nfl's uh skill rooms so yeah. I, uh, the line is the issue uh even if they get aaron Rodgers, i still think you know the line is going to be an issue um, but they do have a lot of cap room for the first time and forever next year. Obviously, a couple of guys still to sign. So, I, like, I don't think the team is in. I saw someone yesterday saying this team is in shambles. Like the Steelers fan, I was like, "What are you talking about?" Like, no, the Steelers are not in shambles, and I would never bet against our front office to make largely largely sound decisions. Even though 2021 was not their finest year ever. Well, I mean, I don't. How many bad decisions did they make? Najee in the first was just objectively a bad decision. And I think a lot of their bad decisions stemmed from them basically not having any sort of uh, 
fallback option for losing DeCastro and Pouncey in the middle of that line, even though Pouncey was like probably subpar last year. Um, there was just really no backup plan at all. They took a, a hybrid center guard guy in the third round. They could have taken somebody in the first. Um, the interior of that line is not very good. Um, I'd almost am rather, tr- you know, try to get, you know, Tyler Linderbaum or something here in the first round this year um, if he were to fall. So like, I, I think that like uh, most of their decisions uh, stem from that not properly preparing uh, for any sort of shift in the offensive line. Fair enough. Fair enough. So we'll, uh, yeah, we'll definitely have to keep an eye on that this off season, see how that quarterback situation shakes out. Cause there's a lot of, like you said, it's a full cupboard for the skill position guys. A lot of guys are going to be impacted there. Uh, we have some injury and COVID related news here this week. I'm just going to kind of rip through some of these quick. These are just ones from today. Um, obviously guys like Travis Kelsey coming back. Austin Eckler is expected to be back guys like that. They missed last week, but uh, Lamar Jackson, not present at practice today. Um, Tyler Huntley was activated off the COVID list, sounding like he's going to be the one to start this week. The Broncos actually did not practice at all today. They just held meetings, uh, quote, due to positive COVID tests. Uh, it's reports that they could have as many as five players added to the list here in the next couple days. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on. Uh, Randall Cobb and Marquis Valdez-Scantling return to practice for the Packers. CEH did not practice today. Pat Firemuth practiced in full after missing last week with a concussion. And Jimmy G reportedly won't need surgery and has a chance to start this week. Uh, That was just kind of some rapid fire there. But any of that stand out to you at all? Any notable injury that you think I missed there that you wanted to touch on? No, I mean, I think the Lamar thing is going to be the big one. Uh, Obviously missing basically the entirety of your playoffs. Uh, and never ideal. I think that may, I mean, uh, Johnson actually didn't play that poorly last week. No, I mean, he, he wasn't, was fine. he's not going to elevate an offense, but he wasn't bad. Um, he helped Mark Andrews destroy me in one league. Yeah. Got Rashad Bateman, his first touchdown. I mean, I think that Brown is probably the one that suffers the most without Lamar, huh? But what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, Trey Lance then, season, by the way, just curious. I hope. Yeah. I hope I, I'm, I mean, you know, all respect to Jimmy G. I think Jimmy G is a fine quarterback. I think he finds a home this year, uh, this off season, you know, if they elect to move on from him, you know, he's, he's a starting caliber quarterback in the league, you know, he'll find a home, but I think it's time for Trey Lance to, to see what he's got. Yeah. He makes just, he had some throws last week and I was watching that game. I was just like, Holy crap. Yeah. Not great. Yep. Yep. Um, speaking of quarterbacks and looking towards next year, Aaron Rodgers reportedly not ruling out retirement after this year. Um, he and quote said, I wouldn't rule that out. I think at this point, Aaron Rodgers is kind of in that same realm where like Drew Brees was, you know, last year, Big Ben was coming into this year where it's like any year really could be their last year. Um, I, I do think he, at least in terms of mentally, is at that standpoint there. I mean, physically, you know, he's in the MVP race this year um, if he's not the front runner right now. So, you know, he's still playing at a high level, but he's the type of guy that I could see potentially hanging it up. But do we think he's back with the Packers if he does come back? No, he's just trying to 
mess with them. He's going to play. He has at least four more years left in him. He just does. He doesn't want to play for Green Bay. And I thought they'd already agreed that he's not going to play there. But I think you know, he's just trying to leverage his way out. It's going to be interesting to see what the Packers get for him. Yeah, I, I honestly don't know what to expect. I could see them getting a lot. I could see them getting like a second round pick or something because of the situation. Still have to pay him, and yeah, it's obvious he's not going to. He's not going to play for Green Bay next year. I feel decent about that. Yeah, I mean, he. but if he wins the MVP this year, that'd be back-to-back MVP awards for him. You know, I think that's worth more than a second, even in the leverage situation, you know, unless it's one of the teams at the top of the second that's offering it. If you're a Green Bay, I think you have to take it. If somebody like if if you're not getting any offers and he says, I'm never going to play for you again, I think you have to take something like call his bluff. He'll go host Jeopardy. He will. It's not that great with the chick from uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Big Bang Theory. I think she's the one. I was watching an episode the other day and she was hosting it. I'm Kaylee, assuming she's Kaylee the full-time. No. Um, I don't watch the show at all. So I think it's Sheldon's girlfriend. Oh, Amy. Yes. I don't know Maybe. what her real name is. It's something Middle Eastern, I think. Or Jewish uh, yeah, or something. that actually sounds. Yeah, that actually sounds right. Um. I can't remember what it is specifically, but yes, I know who you're talking about now. So, I have not watched Jeopardy in years. Wow. Okay, then. Mr. Just, you know, just ignorance is bliss over here with Colin. Doesn't hey, want to learn anything. Hey, I, I'm actually pretty good at like random trivia facts. Um, I was just too good for Jeopardy. It's too good to watch. I got tired of yelling at the, yelling the right answers at the TV. Obviously. Yeah. Um, uh, last bit of news item here we have Kyle Pitts needs 128 yards in the left in this season here in the last two games to break Mike Dicka's rookie tight end record for yards with 1,076. Now Dicka did do that in 14 games. Kyle Pitts is looking to do that in 18 games or 17 games. Um, so we'll see how that shakes out here. But Kyle Pitts living up to expectations in year one here. Yeah, sure. Why not? I don't know. I mean, I think this is what we all predicted. He just hasn't scored at all, like touchdown wise. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think he's basically in line with what we wanted. I think I'm not. I only have him in one league. I just have him in two leagues. I'm not that disappointed with with what he's done so far. No, no, I'm not either. I only have him in one and it's one where I went. Um, more productive struggle in year one. Um, so, you know, it was in a startup because in rookie drafts, I just, I, I didn't love the range that he was going in um, personally. I, I liked the player, but I think he went too high in the NFL draft. I think he went too high in, in rookie drafts in most situations. So I did not end up with a lot of him, but, you know, Travis Kelsey's starting to falter a little bit. Darren Waller had a down year this year. There's room at the top. I suppose, yeah. Every other top tight end really is disappointed this year, though. So right. I mean, you that makes you feel, you know, good about your analysis, even if it didn't necessarily hit in year one. Right. Process. All about the process. Something like that. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's going to do it here for news. Uh, we got a little segment here. We did it last year for anybody who has been listening. Which at this point, we have been doing this for a little over a year now. Um, Festivus. We missed last week, so we're doing Festivus tonight, an airing of grievances. 
Uh, Austin, I will let you start with this because you always have a grievance with something or somebody. So take it away. Well, if people would stop, you know, doing bad things <laughs> to me, I wouldn't have a grievance. So I, uh, I actually have two. You, you picked like some mainstream ones, and I did. I'm not like not like you. You picked very solid answers. I think I picked two off the beaten path a little bit this year. So I had. I think I had four or five players that I drafted or picked up basically everywhere this offseason. And in that group was Adam Thielen, Tyler Lockett, um, I, a lot of Leonard Fournette, a lot of Cordero Patterson. Um, and I think, you know, at cheap cost, those guys ended up hitting. Julio Jones was another one. We'll talk about him in a little bit. I was getting him for very cheap, and that obviously did not work out. The other one that did not work out for me at all is Giovanni Bernard, uh, who I thought when he signed with Tampa was locked in as like RB 16 in like half PPR. Like he'll just finish as a, uh, cause they don't have anybody that can really fill that role. Right. James white obviously had success with Tom Brady before Tom Brady seems to love those guys, even if it's a different offensive coordinator and all that kind of jazz. Uh, Brady obviously has some say, and I would venture to say a lot more than just some say. Um, so I picked up Giovanni Bernard, like everywhere this off season, like for super cheap, like you get him very, very late rounds. And I was like, just sitting there laughing as I'm like, I'm grabbing this guy and he's going to return just huge value for me this year. And it looked really good. Week three, he put up like 20 points in like half or full PPR. I forget, but it was like a huge week. And I was like, here we go. Like, this is what I can expect for the rest of the season. And then he put up double digits literally two times the rest of the year. It basically got completely phased out for Leonard Fournette and now was on IR. Um, so he's a guy that just burned me really, really bad. He's RB 69 on the year, which is very, nice. very nice, but also very, very not nice. Um, and so, and I think like there's no resale value now. No, like I think it's just over. Um, you can't even sell him for like a third or something. So that's, I mean, I was getting him for cheap, but that's one that really just kind of burned me throughout the year. I definitely expected more out of him. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you sold me on him when we were talking about preseason. Um, I thought that was a good call. My first one here, like you said, very mainstream, but it was definitely my biggest grievous of the year, and that is injuries and COVID. The year started out rough with injuries when you had guys like Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins, and ETN all go down at the beginning of the year before it even starts. Um, Christian McCaffrey was banged up all year. Barkley was banged up. Uh, Derek Henry goes out for the year. I mean, we just had so many guys get hurt. And then these past two weeks here in the playoffs have been brutal with COVID. Um, you know, I got I got hung out to dry in a couple situations last week, like a lot of other people with, you know, guys like Eckler and Cook and Kelsey all, you know, and others all ending up on the COVID list. And then you had other players getting injured. Adam Thielen was hurt here late. Um you know, so Darren Waller was in and out of the lineup at the end of the year, like I mentioned. So this was just such a rough year for injuries and COVIDs that, you know, and you see it all over Twitter. People were saying this year more than any other year it was kind of luck for whoever won their their championship. And before you say it, don't don't say it about the one championship that I won this year being luck. I was waiting for it. Gonna get uh, you ahead of that. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just it was just a really rotten year for all that kind of stuff. Um, and that's definitely my, my top grievance here, but I think a lot of people have that one. Yeah. And them changing the rules. Like, Oh man, like I, I had teams like that just couldn't even feel the lineup. 
yeah. uh, last week kind of kind of crushed me in some places. Um, so I so I have a very <laughs> weird one here, and I I wrote on the sheet. I have a second one. I'm not going to share it till we are live. I think so it's I kinda, don't know what this is. And this is bold because this guy had he's QB four on the year, a very very strong year. But it was still extreme. In my opinion, his season has been extremely disappointing. It's Patrick Mahomes. I think Patrick Mahomes has actually had kind of a, a shitty year. Um, he started off the year very hot through week six, I believe, against Washington. Was averaging like 25 points per game. Like just basically chugging along like Patrick Mahomes is wont to do. And then he hit that stretch starting with Tennessee in week seven. And scored seven points that week. 14 the next week. 10. Then you had that 41-point explosion against the Raiders because they just get trashed by him every time they play them. And then seven and a half points, 12 and a half points. Like he had just some truly dreadful weeks in the middle of the season that could have borderline cost you games, depending on who your other quarterback was in Superflex. Like just was crap for weeks and weeks and weeks. I mean, the 23 for 37 for 200. Like he wasn't throwing touchdowns. It was just bizarre. He had just awful, awful weeks. I actually would be willing to wager because I have a ton, a ton of Patrick Mahomes that most people that have Patrick Mahomes are not winning their fantasy leagues this year because I'm not winning most of my fantasy leagues this year. Um, so, yeah, I thought he was extremely disappointing. Honestly, that Chiefs offense as a whole, uh, really outside of even like Travis Kelsey, it just was kind of crap all well, year. You Travis never Kelsey really was even kind of disappointing. Like you never like there were there were legitimately the weeks where I just like didn't feel good about rolling Patrick Mahomes out there, but I had to. Like that should never happen with Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if it's the play calling or what. Um, but so I I have some grievances to air with him. And he didn't play that well last week. Uh borderline <laughs> might have cost me a championship in the league. So idiot. Um so just real quick tangent here. I know I've seen some people saying that Josh Allen's now the QB one. No. No. Hasn't Josh Allen also had a bunch of really stinky weeks this year, too? I mean, he is QB1, points per game basis. He's uh, more than a full point clear of Herbert, who's in the number two spot. But I mean, he's had he's had weeks of 17, 16, 9, 16, 11, and like 20 flat this season. Like, he's had a bunch of stinky weeks, too. That's fair. I don't know. No, I, I I agree. I think Patrick Mahomes yeah. is still the QB one, but you're starting to hear some some Josh Allen rumblings out there from people outside of Bills Mafia. I uh, would never spend that kind of capital on Josh Allen ever. Personally, I tend to agree. Um, my last grievance here is with a near and dear friend, not actually a friend, but um, Allen Robinson, guy that. I'm a big fan of. I've been a big fan of for a very long time. And just what happened this year? Just he just packed it up, mailed it in. I mean, I think that's like the really only explanation that or his he just fell off a cliff, fell off a I don't even fell off of Everest. Like he just was had a horrible year this year. Uh, I have a lot of him and that 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 hurt. Um, and his value now, you can't even, you have to hold because you can't get anything worthwhile for him here. Uh, so I have, I have a grievance with, uh, with my buddy, Alan Robinson. Yeah. Virtually no explanation. Just poof gone. So weird. Yeah. Because yeah, Darno Mooney has had some fantasy relevant weeks. Like he's been fine. 
You know, if you had to trot him out as, you know, a flex or a second option, a flex, you didn't feel awful about it. So are you buying him this offseason then? Well, I have Alan him in Robinson a lot of places. Okay. But um, yeah, I think I would buy him, honestly, just because his value is very low. And I don't think the Bears tag him a second year in a row. Um, can you even tag players two years in a row now? Or did they change that? Mm, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think you can either anymore. Um, but either way, like I don't think he gets tagged again. I think he's out of I think he's out of Chicago. I think he goes somewhere else. Where he goes, I don't know exactly know, but wherever he goes, I think you will have an opportunity to sell him if you want later in the offseason. I would be buying now. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering if he just kind of played possum this year to get out. Yeah. Uh, which honestly I makes me kind of think a lot less of him as well. But that's a whole other topic. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I know he was he was somebody you have in a fair amount of places as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's th- that's enough of our grievances here. We on this show are all about accountability, both of us, you and me. We post accountability twi- uh, Twitter threads. I don't do that because I'm lazy, but um, our predictions from the beginning of the year, from episode 35, for anybody who wants to go back and listen, uh, we predicted the fantasy MVP, comeback player of the year, rookie of the year, breakout player of the year, and underperformer of the year. Uh, some of these were were decent. Some of these were pretty big swings and misses. Um, we'll start with the 2021 MVP. Your pick was Calvin Ridley. Uh, at the time, he was going as the wide receiver five at 20 overall. Um he has not played since week seven. So wide receiver 95 on the year. My pick was Lamar Jackson. He was going 43rd overall, the QB four. And I, uh, he's now QB 12 overall, QB eight on a point per game basis. I think both of these were misses. I would say. Yeah. Um, I'd like to, to be able to at least claim for mine though that i could have not possibly predicted what would happen with right with calvin ridley not that he was exactly tearing it up anyway so yeah just want to throw that out there yeah no i completely agree with that i i think he was he was okay um to start the season and then he got hurt for a game and missed one for that and then just kind of packed it in um mental health things which you know you can't ever can't ever take that too seriously. You know, you have to, or you can't ever take that serious enough. Is that the way I want to say that? It's a serious issue. Um, so <laughs> Maybe you should watch more Jeopardy comedy. <laughs> it's a serious issue, at, you know, and he's, he's sitting out the rest of the year here. We don't know what his future for his career holds, to be honest with you. Um, but that wasn't anything predictable. Lamar Jackson has been fine this year. I mean, outside of the playoffs here, but uh, not an MVP of the year. Uh, no, definitely not. And these, some of these, some of these answers are shameful. Do we have to do this? We do. We do. Oh God. Okay. Um, we'll, we, we're saving the best for last, but, oh. uh, comeback player of the year. And that was a player who disappointed last year, but not for injury purposes. Um, so you couldn't have picked CMC, although that would not have qualified this year anyway. Um, cause he was kind of a disappointment this year, more injuries, but, uh, you picked Antonio Brown. Uh, he was going as the wide receiver 36. Uh, he is the wide receiver 50 overall, but wide receiver five on a points per game basis. 
Um, so when he's out there, he was good. Um, mine was Mike Williams. He was going as the wide receiver 47 and 119 overall. And he's the wide receiver 18 overall and wide receiver 20 in points per game. And these are based on half PPR, by the way. Um, so I think Mike Williams, solid. Antonio Brown, solid when he's out there. I don't know how I would have predicted an injury and then him faking Sus- a good <laughs> card. They got um, suspended. <laughs> so beyond that, I'm thrilled with that pick. Uh, I got him back just in time for the playoffs uh, to lose every league I had him in this last week. So that was fun. Yeah, but uh, but Mike Williams, nice year, big year this year. Um, proud of proud of my call on that one. Uh, next one we had was rookie of the year. Uh, you picked Zach Wilson. Uh, at he was going at QB twenty five, one hundred and eighty two overall. Uh, and I'm also not convinced that um, Felix didn't just write that on the sheet and just make you go with it. Uh, Do you remember my argument for it? Uh, it was based on value. I wanted to pick Justin Fields, and you already picked Justin Fields. So I said, right. well, if I have to pick somebody, I'll go with Zach Wilson. Yeah, whose value mm-hmm. is significantly lower. Right. Um, he is the QB 29 overall and QB 36 on a points-per-game basis. Like you mentioned, I picked Justin Fields. Uh, Justin Fields was going as the QB 17 at 138 overall. Finishes here as the QB 30 overall and the QB 41 on a points per game basis. And neither of these were hits. These were not good. No, they were not. Um, I really thought Fields was going to at least bring some value with his legs there. Uh, you know, I know he was a little bit of a work in progress as a passer. He's not really the best against pressure. He needed to work on that. But I don't think the Bears' offense or Matt Nagy as a whole put him in the best position to be successful. You know, we'll see how year two goes. Zach Wilson was banged up a little bit here off and on. But as we'll talk about a little bit later, um, there's there's two other there's there's multiple other player players that you don't have to make excuses for that actually had good years this year. So these were definitely misses. Yeah, I would live and you learn. Zach Wilson had a good week last week. I have Zach yeah. Wilson in one league, so um, not too much. I don't have him in any. Um, next we had breakout player of the year. Uh, you picked Clyde Edwards, Alaire. uh, who was going as the RB 14 at the time. He's the RB 36 overall, RB 27 on a points per game basis. Uh, my pick was Deandre Swift. who was going as the RB 19 at the time. He's the RB 18 overall and RB 12 on a points per game basis. Um, while I don't think these are necessarily hits, I don't really think they're misses either. They're they're pushes. Would you agree? Yeah, CEH got hurt. I've just picked guys that apparently didn't want to play a full season, so did a really yeah. good job of that. Yeah, every well, except for the next one here, everybody on the on the list for you just did not play that much this year. Um, but I'm I'm, I'm happy with the DeAndre Swift call. Um, I'll, I'll stick by that one. I think that was good. I think he was definitely underrated at the time. You now he's properly rated. Um, yeah, he was going way too low. It was like obvious by week two. I got in a huge argument with a bunch of people on Twitter right before the season. I was like, you guys are so stupid. <laughs> Lo and behold, they were stupid. Uh, what else is new? Austin getting in a Twitter argument. Yeah. 
Um, underperformer of the year. Uh, this was, uh, these were definitely our biggest misses. Um, first one you had picked. Well, do you, do you want to say I it? don't want to talk about this. Can we do just skip say, ahead? Do you want to say it? I'll let you say it. I would need to go back and listen to the episode to see exactly <laughs> what my argument was. I think it was based on value. It was uh, almost certainly based mm-hmm. on value. Um, because I love this player, but I thought yes. for this year he would not do well. Um, I well, picked... you didn't. Even, I think you didn't even say didn't do well. I think you just said he was going to underperform where he was going. I uh, I picked Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the RB one overall, uh, and the RB two on a points per game basis behind Derrick Henry? Still, still number one. Um, Jonathan Taylor at the time though was going ninth overall. Um, so I understand, I understand, I understood the, the, the logic behind it. My pick also not, not good. Um, Stefan Diggs, he was going 14th overall, uh, wide receiver three. Uh, he is the wide receiver seven overall wide receiver nine on a points per game basis. My logic on that one was again, where he was going at 14 overall was, was very high. And I thought the Bills' offense was going to take a step back. I didn't think they were going to be as efficient passing the ball as they were. They, they were. So, two big misses on those. Two big. That misses probably that probably felt pretty good about the prediction after like week six. I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt I was like, okay, it's not bad, but yeah, did not finish strong. Um. So some hits, some misses, some pushes, but. We'll get into our actual picks for these here. Now that we have the end of the year, essentially, you know, one week left here. But um, for all intents and purposes, I feel pretty good that we can make our selections here now and then that not much is going to change. So we'll start back with the MVP. Austin, who's your MVP? There are a couple, like, I think there's like four or five obvious answers to this. Uh, we both chose a wide receiver. I think Cordero Patterson is an answer. I think Austin Eckler for what his value was is probably an answer. Joe Mixon, probably another one. I think, you know, those are all names you can toss out um, that that did well for you. Jonathan, I, Taylor. I, Jonathan Taylor. But again, I like you take a guy in the first <laughs> round, you kind of expect him to do that. Um, I chose Debo for my answer, Debo Samuel. Uh, with the San Francisco 49ers wide receiver two on the year and full PPR. Uh, he was wide receiver 40, according to DLF in uh, their startup ADP in August. Uh, I would wager that he probably goes uh, significantly early, or yeah, significantly earlier than that. Now um, I did not see that coming even with a, and Kittle kind of rebounding toward the end of the year. He still kept up the production. So, yeah, I mean, I guess as part of that, he's played a little running back, uh, mm-hmm. which I don't think we predicted. But No, no, I think that's a great call. Um, wide receiver two, we're definitely not going in that realm. And like you said, everybody kind of thought Ayuk was going to be the one to step forward. Kittle's back. Uh, Kittle, you know, everybody thought he was going to be more involved in that too. They're traditionally more of a run-heavy team anyway. But, yeah, no, I think uh, – I think Debo's a good call. I think my answer though is I feel like this is the the number one answer. And like you said, you this was the other guy you were considering. Um, that's Cooper Cup. He's the wide receiver one by 37 points. 
Uh, he has 132 catches, 1734 yards, 14 touchdowns. He is he needs 100 or what 270 yards to uh to get to 2000. I don't necessarily know if he does that in the last two weeks here, but still nonetheless a fantastic year. He's had two games this year under 15 fantasy points. He's had one game under 10. Um, so he's just been steady, consistent, and he's had some huge boom weeks here as well. Um, he just got really he got along well with his buddy, uh, buddy Matt Stafford. I think he's uh, I think he's the clear choice here for for fantasy MVP. Yeah, wouldn't argue with that at all. Uh, next one we have comeback player of the year. Um, player disappointed this year. Um, their last year, but had a big year this year. Uh, who's uh, who's your pick here? I'm going to stick with Antonio Brown. I feel like I, it's the guy that I hit the biggest on in my predictions. I'll stick with him. Had a good year. He's back now. Um, so, yeah, I, I I think he's the number one answer. Okay. Uh, I, I like my answer for Mike Williams. I think that was probably my biggest hit, too. Um, I will change it, though, because I think there's one player who does have a, a claim for this as well, and that's James Conner. Uh, he's the RB4. On the year here, he's been steady and consistent all year, even as the Cardinals have kind of been fading down the stretch here a little bit. Um, he was the RB44. and uh, was going at 139.5 was his ADP. Uh, he vastly outperformed that. Uh, I kind of left him for dead. I had one guy in one of our leagues, and you know, you're going to know who it is, who was just trying to push James Conner on me. I got trade offers for him probably weekly. And just had no interest. Did not want him at all. In fact, I took a, a very similar trade offer for Mike Davis instead, which does not look that good now. But I had kind of left James Conner for dead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's all I got. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, rookie of the year here, like I talked about a little bit before. I mean, there was, I think there are, there's one other option that you could maybe put on this list. Uh, but I think these are the, the two that we have are the two two clear choices. Um, so I'll let you kick this one off. You don't think it's Mac Jones, right? Is the third answer that we didn't put? No, God, no. God, okay. No. Yeah, he's like QB, QB like 19 or something on the year. 21. 21, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, cool. So I put, I mean, I, Jamar Chase. We tried to both pick quarterbacks in the original one since they're, you know, typically more likely to, to win this award, but it's probably going to be a wide receiver this year. And I guess... Um, you know, you throw Najee in the Najee in, the, the, in the argument as well. But Jamar Chase, I mean, wide receiver seven on the year. Um, started out the year really hot. Has died off a little bit. Uh, probably hit a little bit of that rookie wall. Um, I do think his value was way too high at some points in the season. Basically, you could trade him for any other wide receiver plus. Uh, and at that point, I believe we talked about on the show, I would have done that. Mm-hmm. I would have traded him for, you know, Justin Jefferson plus or, or uh, AJ Brown plus, or I saw all, all sorts of deals. Um, like that um but obviously a very strong year that offense very young they're all together for a long time should be a good few years there for him and, and a, a really nice finish uh to the year here for him yeah i mean i think he's um he is definitely he's probably the top choice for this award but you know any chance i get to to highlight my guy uh i, I have to do it jalen waddle uh, he's wide receiver 22 on the year now. Um, he's really starting to catch fire here at the end of the year. Um, and there was, uh, I was on um, with Brandon Hay, 
talking on uh, what the fantasy show that he does uh, as a guy who was, I thought was going to be a league winner down the stretch. Jalen Waddle was my pick. Uh, you know, Jalen Waddle had a monster week last week. You know, uh, at the end of the year here, he's had 16.6, 24.2, 13.5, and 20.2 in half PPR. Um, you know, I, th- I think he was he was my wide receiver one entering the year. Uh, Chase has jumped him, I think, deservedly so. But I'm still very, very high on Waddle. And I think he uh, he's probably the number two choice there for, for rookie of the year. I have so much Waddle. It makes me so happy uh, to see him breaking out late in the year. Um, Same. Yeah, late first round pick in a lot of drafts. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Speaking of breakouts, uh breakout player of the year here. Who you got? Um, so there's I think there's a lot of different options for this. I almost put Michael Pittman. I think he's boosted his value more than most players out there this year, but I ended up choosing Javante Williams. Um RB fifteen in full PPR there with a split backfield. He was RB eighteen over the summer. So again, you know, that's not necessarily that increase in value. But according to keep trade cut, which is like just that's a whole other argument for one of the day, he's like RB4 or something now. I don't know if anybody's actually buying him at that price, but regardless, like his price is skyrocketed. Um, I'm not going to have that argument as to whether you should sell him or not right now. Um, but he's a guy that I think, you know, broke out and the, the value is definitely, uh, you know, you're happy if you if you have him. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with uh, Melvin Gordon, I believe, going to be a free agent at the end of this year. Um, so Javante Williams could be looking to take over there. My breakout player of the year here is a guy that I feel like is just the obvious answer. Uh, that's Cordell Patterson. I mean, you, you could have put him for, for MVP and not been laughed out of the room. Um, but for breakout player, I mean, he wasn't even listed on DLF's ADPs, uh, for the off season here, you know, that they had guys like Kalen Balaj and Sam Ellinger were getting ADPs, Tyrone Johnson. Those guys were getting ADP, and Cordell Patterson did not have one. He's the RB nine on the year. Uh, he's he's slowed down a little bit here. They're not using him quite as much in the pass game as they did at the beginning of the year. Um, but yeah, I think he's still just a very easy choice for breakout player of the year. I mean, age age thirty breakouts, they just they don't come around very often. Yeah, that that's a very good point. Um, I made a lot of. Uh, future value trading Cordero Patterson away this season. I don't think I ended up keeping him anywhere that I had him. I think I sold him every single day. Yeah, I think that's a smart move. Um, I I did not have very much of him. I bought him in one place, and that was a league that I did end up winning, so it was worth it um, for me to to buy him there. But yeah, I, I think it, uh, he's uh, he's a huge sell. But yeah. we can get into that later in the offseason. Uh, last one, under underperformer of the year. Um, yours hurts me a little bit, but I can't, I can't disagree with that one. Julio Jones. I cannot believe that this guy is dead so quick. He's dead. Like, I don't think he has any more career ahead of him. I think he's done. Um, and it is, so I was buying him super cheap this past off season. Cause I thought, you know, if he, re- if he returns at a wide receiver three price or something, I'm really, really happy with that considering what I was spending on him. I think it's really interesting because I fought with a lot of people for a lot of years about this, the AB versus Julio debate. And we can still have, you know, who is better in their prime or whatever. But my argument was always that Julio is never going to age out like AB does. And there yeah. are people are always like, well, he'll can just move to the slot and he'll be fine. And like, it's like, 
AB is literally the perfect guy to to age out his play style and, and Julio Jones was not lo and behold AB is wide receiver five in points per game on the year uh and, and Julio Jones is dead wide receiver 100 I mean that's like if his name wasn't Julio Jones would he even be rostered in most leagues at this point probably no, not probably not um so I don't know how much the Titans are paying him for the next couple of years but they Too should much. they should sue him for all of that money back because he is just a dead weight a paperweight there uh, on that franchise it's amazing to me how quickly he's just become irrelevant and now i think the argument is, is over that ab is has has been the better player like if i had to vote for one of those two to the hall of fame and that's it you have to vote for ab even though he's an asshole <laughs> um i don't necessarily disagree with you i think julio though was so good in his prime but i'm also a falcons fan um i I think he was just in his prime like he he was he was unstoppable i will say and this we're not we this came out today and we're not talking about it they released the finalists for the hall of fame vote oh i don't know if it's because now we're starting to hit a point where every single player basically that gets nominated is somebody that i basically watched their entire career close to it so I can remember their full career. There are so many names. There's 15 finalists. And I looked over this list and I'm like, I wouldn't, I would vote for like two of these dudes. Like I thought DeMarcus Ware was a great player throughout his career. I don't think I ever remember thinking as his career was winding down that DeMarcus Ware was a Hall of Famer. Like, And he was like one of the better names on the list this year. Yeah. Like I, he'll, I, he'll get in. I, I just think it's a terrible, terrible class. Um, so i didn't it, see that came out that's interesting i'll have to look that yeah, up. yeah it came out like late this afternoon um so we can talk about that next week because i know we've had a lot of really good hall of very good discussions uh in the past <laughs> yeah um so i like I, I don't know if that's the but like i'm thinking i'm like like andre johnson's on the list like i never thought of andre johnson as a hall of famer as his career wound down no. and he made the list over steve smith I, I said we're not going to have this discussion. Okay. <laughs> so just cut me off. I'm done. Uh, no, that'll be an interesting discussion for another day. Um, but my underperformer of the year here is uh, a guy that I have in a lot of places too. I was buying him in cheap, a lot of places. Robbie Anderson. You know, he finished last year as I th- think it was the wide receiver 24. Uh, I believe he was, um, he was a wide receiver too. Cause I know that, Samuel Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore, all three of them finished uh, at inside the top 25 at wide receivers. Pretty sure Robbie Anderson ended up being 24, but you know, Sam Darnold was coming in. He had rapport with Sam Darnold. I like Joe Brady. I think we all liked Joe Brady. I still don't necessarily think he deserved to get fired, but you know, that's another topic for another day as well. But Robbie Anderson, massive disappointment on the year. Uh, 6.4 points per game, fantasy points per game, and a half PPR. Wide receiver 46, but that's also his wide receiver 46 on the year. Um, I did not do the math on what it was for uh, on a points per game basis because I was using fantasy pros and I didn't feel like counting. Um, but I would venture to guess it was it was very low. Uh, but the wide receiver 46 is really only because he stayed healthy all year. And so many other guys got hurt. But if you had to start Robbie Anderson like I did in, in a bunch of different places, you did not feel good about it. And you probably did not win your league. I luckily have zero Robbie Anderson. But yeah. Yeah. Doesn't feel good. Doesn't feel good. 
Um, all right. Well, that is going to do it for us here tonight. Uh, good to be back. Good to be back. Uh, we will I missed, be. I missed you so much, Colin. I know. I hadn't. I hadn't seen you in a while. Like talked to you in a while. Like you know, we've exchanged messages here and there. Um, but yeah, I missed you too. But uh, we will be giving away the Jerry Judy autograph jersey live on Campus Life on Monday. Like you said, for anybody who signed up for Prize Picks using our promo code C2C and deposited money. Um, now we have a list of those. We got those that list courtesy of Prize Picks. Um, if you they they have had an issue with their reporting um, service lately, so we are like I think two weeks behind. So there are a couple of people that we do need to get the free memberships for. I just got the list of those guys today. We are going to get you guys on that list as well. Um, we have the full list now of everybody. Uh, we are going to do that drawing live on Monday. Tune in. It's going to be on YouTube. We will announce it before we go live. Uh, it'll probably be 8.30-ish, 8.45. About that. Sound about right? Uh, yeah, that sounds right to me. Okay. Um, so tune in live to that one. Also check out the C2C family of pods. We got Debbie debate. Got a little heated last night from what I understand. Um, I did not, I did not listen to that one yet. Um, but we, uh, I heard that got a little heated. We got why wait till Sunday, the fantasy round table three and out pod. Um, also be sure to be on the lookout for, um, some big projects this off season. We got a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff that we're dropping. A lot of stuff that freshman content we're dropping over on the YouTube channel. Check that stuff out too. Uh, our, our freshman rankings are live on the site now as well. If you want to check that out. Uh, but that is going to do it for us here tonight. As always, I'm Colin. And this is Austin. And have-